Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the Vivid Geek Cast. And also, yeah, there wasn't a pre-show announcement. I think that's like the first time I've ever not done a pre-show announcement. So yeah, we're up to Vivid number 19. Your f- Wait, no, that's the wrong way around. Welcome to Vivid number 19, My Fist, Your Face, The Love Story. So, yeah, we're going to talk about some stuff where you get to, like, punch people and stuff. So, yeah, I I think we're just going to start off with some of the stuff that I have done. And there's a bit less than I'd like, but there's still stuff to talk about. So, as of recording this... I have just finished, well actually I haven't finished watching Death Note, I've finished, I'm finished with it let's say, I kind of got half an hour in and I'm just kind of at a point where I'm like, firstly there are things that I want to do, and also this movie is just shit, I'm talking about the Netflix version by the way, so if you haven't seen it, don't, uh, <laughs> it, it's, if, if you guys aren't aware of the manga anime, uh, it's all about this guy, uh, Light, who finds a notebook, and when you write someone's name in the notebook, they die. And you can kind of control how they die and stuff, and he basically uses it to become, you know, this vigilante death god kind of person. And I, I'm not going to say that it was perfect. They changed a whole bunch of stuff that really pisses me off. So they turned Light into, from like, a smart guy who's like, here's my moral code kind of thing, it's to just, like, a fucking angsty teen, he's just like, I'm getting bullied, so, like, the first person he murders is his bully, and, like, that doesn't seem like it fits, because what I love so much about Death Note is that it kind of becomes really philosophical, and, you know, it, some of the time overdoes it with its intellectualness, but I still think that's a very core element to it, and that feels very absent in this version. Uh, on top of that, we have L, who's kind of been cast as a very different character. I know some people will probably read that as like, oh, you're being racist because he's a black character. Not really, because the thing, part of the thing that I really liked about his character is that he was so disheveled, and it was such a good contrast to light. Whereas the L in this is just like, oh, he's like some kid and he like eats a bunch of sweets and doesn't sleep a lot even though he shows no physical signs of it. I'm like, really? Like, I, I really love those kind of dark, soulless eyes of L. I'm just like, we don't have that here. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's just parts of it are bland and other parts of it I just kind of go like, why the fuck did you change that? Uh, you know, like, there's, there's just so many elements that have just been brought in that are just, like, cliche high school thing. You know, the main character is a guy who is bullied. You didn't need that. The main character gets detention. You didn't need that. You know, stuff like that. Honestly, I mean, it's a pass. It's a complete... I don't mean a pass in, in the sense that it didn't fail. I mean, a pass as in don't just pass straight by it. Yes. Moving on. Okay, so another thing that I wanted to talk about was the Zone Adventure Zone cast. It's not the Zone cast, that's the hashtag. And I'm actually recording this like on a separate day to everything else. 
Today was a really difficult day. I ended up having three times as much work and I was literally running around and just losing my mind. Like literally, like, like legitimately losing my mind. I was so burnt out that I couldn't take a break because I couldn't focus on something that I could enjoy. It's like this special kind of burnout where I, yeah, I can't, I'm bored with everything. And I, I kind of use that as context because Overall, I don't think I had a bad day because I finished listening to the uh, Adventure Zone cast. Um, yeah, this is such a fantastic podcast. It is Dungeons and Dragons, which I know will turn off quite a bit of people. Which I, I never was really into Dungeons and Dragons either, but I absolutely adore this podcast, and now I want to play a fuck ton of Dungeons and Dragons. Um. Yeah, and it's just a fantastic story, and it's so humorous, and I just kind of love it, and I would totally suggest that people uh, listen to it. They just finished up uh, their first campaign, Uh, and yeah, it's... God, I've had a crazy day. And the last thing that I wanted to mention is actually something that I haven't done yet, but something that is coming up and, or is currently happening. It's weird. Time is weird. So this weekend, which includes the day that this is coming out on, I am going to VidCon Australia, which is, I mean, it's interesting in and of itself because I have been in YouTube for a very long time and I've been very enthusiastic to work with or at least meet uh, YouTube people and yet now I kind of do more podcast stuff and I'm kind of more enamored. I'm enamored a bit, I guess, more with the people that I get to talk to and work with because I think they're fantastic. I mean, shout out to AGPN and all that stuff. Because they are so awesome, and they're people that I do get to work with on a regular basis, and I get to learn about them, and I get to interact with them. And it's interesting because it means that, like, like VidCon, to me, the idea of going to VidCon was legitimately super crazy high bucket list level stuff. And now that I'm actually going to it, you know, obviously I'm recording this a few days before, I'm not entirely certain how I'm going to feel about it because I'm I'm less enthusiastic about that element, but I'm still enthusiastic about meeting people. In fact, if you are at VidCon, hit me up. And it's awesome because I'm going to be meeting Tash. And if you don't know who Tash is, I'll leave her links in the description, even though she doesn't YouTube as much, but she did a lot more YouTube stuff. And one way or another, she's a fantastic awesome person who I haven't had a chance to meet yet and I'm going to get a chance to meet her and that's going to be really cool and I've been losing my mind trying to get this thing done before the weekend so I can just enjoy the weekend uh but I don't know I'm I'm very I'm interested to see how it goes if nothing else I think it's going to be an interesting little you know like a little landmark of like this is how much I've changed kind of thing so let's talk about the news So, honestly, there isn't a lot of news that I really wanted to talk about. Uh, In fact, the the first thing I want to mention is something that uh, 
came out like a month ago, but I didn't notice it until a couple of days ago, but I'm fairly excited, which is uh, Elongated Man is going to be in Flash Season 4. And if you don't give a shit about Elongated Man and think that's a stupid name, I I understand if you think it's a stupid name. He's also like my second favourite superhero character behind Beast Boy. So I'm kind of enthusiastic. He's basically like a like a like a stretchy guy, like a like a Mr. Fantastic kind of thing. But he's like full blown detective. And I love it because he's just kind of like 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 he has this thing where like his nose twitches when he like senses a mystery kind of thing. And I, I just love it because he's so like boy detective. He's just like, honey, can I go solve that mystery? <laughs> kind of thing. It's I mean, I don't know how, like, silly they'll make him in the show. I don't know how well they'll do, like, the special effects and stuff either. Uh, but the fact that he's on there and hopefully they don't wreck him like they did fucking Death Note. Um, I- I'm enthusiastic. And it kind of sucks because it's now... I've kind of got this list of things that are coming out that I'm so excited about. But it's infuriating because I'm just like, I need something for like just two or three weeks to do, to like listen to and shit. So we also had a whole bunch of stuff uh, at PAX West. Honestly, there's not too much news. It was more just kind of previews. So we saw more drop mix, uh, which uh, I've actually got an update about. Uh, But, you know, there there were a whole bunch of new games that I've seen that I, I hadn't seen before. That I kind of just wanted to mention. Firstly, Battle Chef Brigade. It's kind of a match for cooking game, but also with like you have to go out into the world and you have to like beat up monsters and then use like their meat to make meals and stuff, which just sounds cool. So that's coming to Nintendo Switch. Uh, Golf Story finally got uh, a month. Uh, it's supposed to be coming out sometime this month, hopefully soon. Uh, and Hot Lava, which is like a like a parkour game where the floor is lava, and I'm a fan. Anyway, Drop Mix, uh, we actually did get a whole bunch of information. It is coming out on the 24th, I believe, of September. So it will probably, I think it means it will probably be coming out around the time the next episode does. Yeah, it's coming out the day of the next uh, Vivid episode. So we won't get to talk about it just then. But very excited. Got a whole bunch of new uh, songs and everything. We've got, like, I Will Survive by Gloria Gaynor. We've got Salt and Pepper's Push It. Uh, Emperor's New Clothes, Panic at the Disco. Just so much cool stuff. We've got, like, all the information. And it's just, like, a case of, like, I've been waiting six months and now it's two weeks until this game comes out and and probably like three weeks until I get it because I'm gonna like order it online uh yeah oh my god very excited very happy oh my god yeah and to uh go to the last story to kind of bring the mood down a little bit so Shadow of War it's on the horizon so there was an executive producer at Monolith who is involved in uh, Middle-earth Shadow of War, uh, and his name was Michael uh, Forge, and he died of a brain tumor last year. So, I mean, like, let's let's start off with like fuck cancer. Like, cancer is terrible. 
really upsetting and I mean as with like all stories of death you know heart goes out to the families and yeah it I mean there's nothing that I feel that I can properly say in the face of you know cancer is terrible so the developers decided that they would immortalize him as an orc slayer who's known as Fortog and they have done some pretty crappy things so you know they've made him a cool character and whatever but he is paid DLC so you have to pay five dollars to get this immortalized version of this you know now deceased uh, executive producer of the game and that's kind of shitty because you're you're profiting off someone's death to a certain extent you know it's it's a pretty shitty way to pay tribute to someone to you know immortalize them as you know a product so Warner Brothers who was presumably behind quite a lot of the decisions of like you know making this death monetized uh, have have kind of you know tried to clamber back by saying oh we're gonna donate money to charity and whatever I, I just kind of wanted to mention it because it's something that, I mean I, I think there are issues when it comes to the way you know DLC is handled and stuff but when we're talking about something that's supposed to be a tribute to a person you know how do you not make that shitty how do you not make that how, how like I'm not saying let's figure it out I'm saying like no you can't you can't make it an a you know a, a reasonable thing to be trying to monetize the memory of someone you know like and it, it's 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 just despicable it's it's really really despicable there's no real other way of slicing it because you know they can say whatever they want about charity and stuff but that's just kind of them covering themselves when all they're trying to do is trying to capitalize on somebody's death and yeah it's it's just really disgusting and i think you know people should be made aware of you know how far warner brothers has kind of sunk in this regard so yeah that's it uh, let's move on to the other stories we're gonna be uh talking about two sort of fighting games uh the first one of which is an indie game that i kind of just stumbled on and it is called super blood hockey what the dickens is a super blood hockey well, me putting on a shitty hypothetical viewer voice, it's one of them indie games I just happened upon and somehow got my first solo review code for humble brag. It's hockey, and you can punch players till they've spurt out some pixely blood. But pray tell, tis it super, my lord? Well, you'll have to wait, my child. That is what we call a frickin' cold open. 
If there's one thing indie developers seem to like more than existential walking sims, it's retro-style games. And if there's one thing we know about pixely indie games, they're kind of often violent. Super Blood Hockey opts for arcade style in both the graphics and the gameplay. You can run some exhibition matches, do a tournament, or try out the challenges, which are basically exhibition matches, but X. But everyone's all slidey. But you only control one player. But you're a chupacabra with no friends, but a bitching hat and some sick dance moves. There's no real story here unless you count the love triangle. Will quiet but dependable hockey stick stay with hockey puck the love she was built for? Or will Hockey Stick pursue the wild chaotic romance for someone's stupid fucking face? So yeah, there's a button for passing, a button for shooting, and essentially a button for a full body fuck you. Hit them enough and they lose possession of the puck and or consciousness. Now if only I could use the same logic to beat the AI a few times around the bloody head. Jesus Christ, the AI is unreasonable. Easy mode. I take about three quarters of the game just to get a single goal and then the AI, which was on easy mode but I reiterate, just decides it's gonna shoot three goals in like a minute. I mean, how about you just fucking don't do that and I'd be really appreciative. Seriously, it makes me so thankful that there is just such a nice quick transition from game to menu to getting to the desktop because I'm a frustrated individual by default. I don't need that kind of shit in my life. But here's what you've been waiting for, kids. Do I like Super Blood Hockey? Hell yeah, I like it. Triple A gaming seems so engorged on stupidly big flashy shit. And here we have an indie game with a cool idea and good execution and enough fun tweaks to be unique. Yeah, the AI may need to be tweaked. Or if you'd rather, I need to get good because I'm a scrub. Blah, 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 blah. Simply put, this is the kind of stuff that makes me so happy to be a reviewer because it means that I can give some love and attention to just these tiny, cool indie games because this game is bloody good. Get it? Because Super Blood Hockey? Bloody good? <laughs> no, but it is good. Just, yeah. Okay, and now we are going to be talking about a game that I've been very excited to get my hands on Absolver. So it's finally happened, a thing I previewed on Super Hype Train and now we're going to review it because brand synergy or something, business something. So indie games just love their callbacks, don't they? Retro graphics, arcade style difficulty, and those old Nazis. Oh wait, tee hee, how funny our global society is fraying at the seams. Today's serving is Absolver, which throws back to the old build-your-own-combo fighting game, which has been ignored a bit by the AAA game industry, because even though people liked it, it's not Call of Fucking Duty, so to the bin with you. It's worth discussing the combos up front, because honestly, customization is really the core of this game. So when you are facing off against an opponent, you can adopt one of four stances. Any moves you know can be slotted into your standard four customizable knuckle sandwiches, and you can add a few alternates to mix things up. Each move has its own attributes as well, so yeah, you might be able to do some heavy damage with an axe kick, but that's going to take a bit of time, and you're going to be vulnerable.
horrible, so uh, I've never really been that much into MMOs, let's be honest, and this is probably such a fringe case of like MMOs that people are probably going to be pissed off at the fact that I've even suggested that it is one, but Absorver skates by on its fighting mechanics. That is, of course, until the game lags and the fighters become rocket-powered figure skaters, hashtag Australian internet problems. And let's be honest, the fights are actually pretty good. You have to guard, you have to dodge, you have to watch out for your stamina, and it really keeps you engaged. But it's worth saying that this game is best played with friends, so I'd like to thank all my friends in the AGPN for just not picking this up so that I could level all this criticism at the game and make my thing look more legitimate to people who actually think that you need criticism and praise for it to be a legitimate review. Moving on. If you don't bring a friend to this game, oh, it's gonna be a bit harder. Most of the fights generally have two or more combatants, which just makes it difficult to dodge and difficult to find a good opening to get a good hit in. But oh my god, fuck the bosses. These are named figures in the world, and they have an implied backstory of like, they're a fallen absolver or whatever, and you have to defeat them in order to progress. And yeah! Seems like an important guy, so you have to fight them, and also some random fucking dude. They don't even get a name. They're, n they're not sidekicks. They're just like some fucking idiot who's just sitting around, and you walk up to him and like, I'll take a piece of that. I'd like to fucking give you a piece of my fist and shit. Like, who the fuck are you? The whole thing of this game is you know, getting into the flow, getting into the rhythm of it. It's so fucking difficult to get into the flow or the rhythm or the just general enjoyment when you're just trying to beat a boss and some fucking dickhead who means nothing to the story, who means nothing to anything, just fucking king hits you around the head and kills you. You have this thing of, oh yeah, I'm important in this world, and then just dickhead number 76 just clocks you. Like, what the fuck is that? But I'll try to end things on a light note and just say that the game feels just real nice story and tone-wise. It's a bit, you know, empty and stuff, but I mean, that's kind of true of most MMOs, and I feel like it actually uses that as part of the atmosphere, rather than, you know, the MMOs going, you are the chosen one, next, is that guy gone, you, you are the chosen one, you know, it's just a fucking giant world of chosen ones, so Absolver, cool mechanics, nice feel, call me back when you uh, patch in a random dickhead standing next to the actual boss seeking missile, how about that? And that is all that we have for this show. Thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, I'm super excited to be going to VidCon and I'll tell you guys all about it next episode. I don't know, I should be doing something. I love you, okay? I love you. You're the best. I love Good night, everyone. Okay. <laughs>